Welcome to 15 to Life, the podcast that talks about life after life in prison. Come with us on a journey and explore stories from within the prison walls to outside the prison walls. All of these podcasts are dedicated to the victims of crime. Hey everybody, what's up and welcome to the podcast 15 to Life, the podcast where we talk about life after having a life sentence in prison. I'm your host Tito Guerrero and let's jump right into it. So this week, really going to be talking to you about uh, some stuff that goes on in prison, right, um, that you may see in, in a little bit on TV on some of these lockup and stuff, a lot of times you won't see it as much. Um, matter of fact, you don't see that much at all. I, I'm, I'm trying to think, and I don't think I've ever seen it. But, you know, like gambling. Gambling in prison. Now, um, there's a lot of things that can get you in a wreck, get you in a fight, get you beat up, get you stabbed, all the way up to getting killed, right? Um, a lot of things. So, gambling, just like on the streets, definitely goes on in prison. So, people will do straight bets, you know, just like anyone else, just like you might do with co-workers, you know, like I got 20 bucks on on my basketball team or whatever, or or people do pools, right? Same thing. You know, it, it's, it's freaking crazy. Like people will sell squares, right, for football games or any other kind of game, right? And then someone who has access to a printer or a copier, I should say, usually someone who's a clerk, like I was a... Uh, a captain's clerk for a long time and then I was a clerk inside of the kitchen both areas I had access to copy machines and printers because I, I I did a lot of work on word processors right so yeah I got you know you you can make money just making copies for people right so um, it's just like running a Kinko's or a, a office depot or whatever so so these guys would run their squares right and because it's prison and no one trusts anybody, like if you bought a square, say you're putting up a can of tuna, usually, well, at least when I was in, it was a buck, right? Uh, so can of tuna, boom. You put your can of tuna up, you can get one square. Every square is a buck, right? But when they pick the numbers, everyone would be there because ain't no one going to let you say that this was your number and you didn't see it, right? So, you know, you at least knew when, like what day, what time those numbers are going to get picked. And they would get picked. Now, mind you, you would think like if you're doing this in an open environment where all these people can see these numbers, like the cops are going to trip. Well, one, some cops might, but I'll tell you, 98% of them could care less as long as ain't no one fighting. So someone's rolling some dice and they're making numbers and boom, and, or they're picking them out of a hat, whatever it may be. They put the numbers up. Then everyone writes their numbers down, <laughs> right? But then they'll usually give that piece of paper to someone and maybe give them a can of tuna and they go run off whatever 20, 30, 40, 50 copies of it and they bring it back and now everyone has their copy. Now, um, what happens there? So, you know, depending on what those payouts are and everything, if your numbers hit, obviously you're coming to, to get your prize, right? So here's where one thing goes wrong. Uh... They, they don't have the money, right, um, for whatever reason. So now they owe you. 
Now, they're running a business, right? They're running a, a, a betting book, so to say, and, and, and they ain't got your money. So you, you got a choice. Like right there, you were 100% green light to beat their ass. Like you don't really have to check with no one. You're probably going to tell your shot caller or whatever, especially if it's a different race, you know, hey, I'm about to, like, this dude owes me money, whatever, right? Or you're, you're just going to take off on, on site, and, and you'll be justified later. Once again, in prison, you got to know what you can and can't do, right? And what's going to have implications on multiple levels, right? So if if I'm doing this betting, say, with a black dude... He don't have my money. And so I'm kind of a hothead. So my first instinct is I'm going to knock this dude out. He ain't got my money. I'm going to take it out of his face. Right. But I might be a hothead. But I also don't want to get my ass beat. So then it depends who is this black dude. Does he have any status on the yard? Is he a shot caller? Is, it, is he a lieutenant out there? Is Does he roll in a gang? Is he a blood or a crip or whatever? Because if he is then his homies are going to jump in just because, right? So now what about my car? Are my homies going to jump in when I hit this dude and then two of his homies jump in? Now it's a whole full-on melee, right? And we're all going to add seg. And when we get there, I'm going to have to answer for why I started that. And depending on what the answer is, I'm either going to get beat up by my people or... We might start an ongoing war with these fools. So a whole lot goes into the thought process. And don't get me wrong. Kind of like what you see in movies and stuff. Sometimes you're just a knucklehead and there ain't no thought process. Also, it depends where you're at. If you're on the level four yard where it's hardcore, it's rock and roll, and everyone knows like any given time someone could hand you your ass, right? Well, you come up short on someone's money, you already know you're about to get it. So you better have like a, a real quick, like, I ain't got it, but here's what I'm going to do. Like, you know, I'm going to take care of you. Give me my time to get it done. Because if I was on a level four year and I didn't have someone's money, I'm going to let them know when I'm going to have it. Because I know as soon as I say I ain't got it and that's all I got to say, oh, it's about to go down. So needless to say, there's rules kind of around it, but at the same time, even though you might be green light to do something because of the situation at hand, you still might not do it just because it could end up being a whole lot bigger. And mind you, a lot of times these big race wars are jumping off. It started with two individuals and then it blew up into something bigger. Or it started out with one dude who did something which made a group of people get involved. And because it was a group, now groups of people are getting involved. So gambling is just like anything else, like having a dope debt in prison. It's a debt. And when you have that debt, someone's going to come collect. And they collect, collect in, in, in one way or the other. And if that means taking it out your ass, they're taking it out your ass. So I um, thought I'd share a story um, that actually was straight up me. And I made a decision, and it totally could have went the other way. Am I glad I made the decision? Eh, I still think about it to this day, but hey, whatever. Um, At the time, it it didn't make me look bad necessarily. Maybe a little bit to a couple people, but you know what? (laughs) 
now looking back, I kind of look at it like I, I saved someone from getting their ass beat really bad. So um, I was actually still a lifer at the time. So I'm a lifer. I'm in a building. I'm not like old or anything, right? I'm like 27-ish. I'm somewhere around there at, at the time, maybe 28. Uh, but there's definitely cats in the building that are younger. Also, there's dudes in the building that aren't lifers. So as much as everyone says, you know, you're a lifer, man. You know, you do all this dirt because you're never going home. That ain't always the case. Don't get me wrong. A lifer who got two life sentences plus 48 years. Yeah, they're probably going to beat your ass regardless because they, you know, are not going home. But a lifer who got a date that, you know, they're going to board, they're probably going to be a little bit more careful because they do want to try and get home. And then you got a lot of homies that don't have life. They can afford to go to the hole, get a ride up and then get their time back and still go home. They'll they'll ride for you. They'll 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 fight for you, literally, you know, so you don't have to. And uh, and that's always been a thing where I'm like, that's that's good shit. You know what I mean? But it's also bad because you don't want anyone catching no more time, especially now, you know, for you. And I got more stories on that. But let's get back to this this gambling situation. Right. So exactly what I was just explaining. Black dude, older black dude. He runs a football pool. Right. So I'm not a I'm not a smoker. I, I smoke cigars every once in a while. But I'm not a I'm not a smoker. I don't like, you know, people selling, you know, tobacco. And back then there was still tobacco in prison. Right. So I had these packs of cigarettes, but they were like generic cigarettes. You know what I mean? So um, I don't even remember what the value on the yard was. I think for those packs, they were considered like three bucks or three fifty. And if you had the regular packs back then, they were like five bucks. Something to that effect, right? Needless to say, I'm trying to get these squares. And when I, you, you never tell someone a lower price. You know, you show them what you got. And whatever they're willing to accept them as, that's you use it. That that's your currency, right? So I showed him these packs of cigarettes, and he's like, "Oh yeah, five bucks." And I'm like, "Oh cool, right?" So I'm like, "Yeah, give me this one and this one." I get my squares, and that's it. So one of my squares hit. Boom! Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Like I'm supposed to get whatever it is, twenty five bucks worth of uh, canteen. So basically, if I put in the two packs of cigarettes, right? And that's $10 for getting whatever from my squares. And I think I was supposed to get like 50 bucks or 40 bucks. Whatever it is. I don't even remember. But uh, when you get paid back, you get your buy-in stuff first. Just in case you put junk in and I put cigarettes. So I'm like, I know I'm getting the stupid cigarettes back. But I'll, I should get some food and some other stuff too, right? So either which way, I'm, I'm coming out with something I didn't have before. So I go up. And I'm like, hey, what's up, bro? I hit and he's like, no, you didn't. And I'm like, no, yeah, I did. I had this square and this square and this square and blah, blah, blah. And so he tells me, no, nah, well, the cigarettes are only 350 or whatever. So you didn't get all your squares. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You gave me my numbers. And I was like, here's a piece of paper. You gave them to me. How are you going to decide? Even and in my mind, I'm thinking he's kind of right. Because he basically was giving me more than what the stupid cigarettes are worth. So part of me is saying, you're right, but because you never came and told me that, you can't take off basically the square that won and say that's the one you didn't pay for, right? 
So in my mind, I'm thinking, dude, come up with half the money because otherwise he's keeping it, right? Because no one else had that square. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, nah, dude, you owe me this stuff. And he's like, nah. And he's like trying to explain. And then he, he's like getting a little loud with me, but he's also in his cell pulling the door shut, like kind of making sure I can't get in to get to him. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. All right, man. You know, I'll, I'll holler at you and I'm pissed, but I'm also a lifer and I'm like, this stupid ass, like, really what I'm losing is two packs of cigarettes, right? And I don't smoke, and I don't even care about them. But it's the principality, <laughs> to put it in, in, in Big Worm from Fridays, you know, the principalities of it, right? Like, I'm not going to, I don't want to lose face. So I walk off, I'm pissed. I, like, want to hit this dude with a brick. And as I'm thinking, I'm like, nobody knows. And then I'm thinking, well, who does know? Like, who have I told that I hit, right? And so I'm like, a million things are going through my mind. Like, like I don't want to fight this dude. Not to mention he's old. So if nothing else, I'm thinking, I can beat his ass. And then that sets the tone. Like, like you know, they always tell you that. And it's true to a point. Like, you find someone, beat their ass, usually the majority of the knuckleheads won't mess with you because they know you fight, right? So I'm kind of thinking to myself, man, maybe this is my win right here. If I beat his ass, I don't get caught. At least people will know not to mess with me. On the other hand, now it's a black dude. It's an older dude. Someone might try and say why I beat up some old dude. You know, why didn't I come and talk to someone? So I'm, I'm like going in my head. I got all this shit going through my head. Kind of stressing out over it, you know. And so I go to... Two of the, two of the, well, one was Tungan and one was Samoan. These are the only two dudes I really told, right? So they're like, what's up, Oos? You, you get your shit? And I'm like, man. And I tell them the story, right? And these are two younger dudes, big freaking dudes, like two fighters, basically. Like these are two dudes, like you can send and probably take out six, seven dudes. Easy, right? So they're like, what? They're like, what? Hell no. Like, what's up? And I'm like, you know what, man? It's an old dude. And they're like, no, fuck that. He knows. He shouldn't be doing that shit if he ain't going to pay up when he. So basically, they're like, look, we're going to go get his ass after dinner, right? And I'm like, ah, shit. So we all go to dinner. We, they like, come on, Oos. Let's go, man. And so dude was up on the second tier. Um, and, and I hate doing anything second tier cause you're more eye level with the tower. Like the tower is basically on the second tier, right? So the tower basically sees everyone up there, like straight eye level. So we go up there when dude sees us, his celly freaking goes and sits, sits the hell down. Like his celly's like, Oh shit, it's about to go down. Cause I got these two hitters with me. Right. So we're at, we come up to the door and like both of both of my usos, both both of the the, the tongue and the Samoan dude, they're on each side of me on the door. Dude's right in the middle. I'm right in the middle. I'm kind of standing far enough back that if I got to run in, if he's gonna run out, I got some room to kind of maneuver, right? So I'm sitting there and I'm like, "Hey, bro, you need to pay up." And these dudes, the the two usos that are with me, they're just like stone cold, like killer faces. Just staring at this fool. And mind you, they're both tall. They're both like six foot something. So they're like looking down on this dude. And 
I hate to say it. I wish I had a picture or a video that I could share, but we're just standing there, and I'm talking to this dude, and he's like, nah, man, you knew that what you gave me wasn't enough. And I go, you know what? I'll give you that. I did know that, but you told me that was good to cover the squares. How are you going to determine what squares are mine? And then dude kind of gets loud because he's scared. Like, no shit. You see, one, I was, you know, I'm, I'm like 235, 240. I'm not necessarily all muscle, but I'm, a, I'm not no little dude. And these two dudes are six feet something tall. Both of them, like one of them is like right at 200, just all muscle. The other one's probably a little bit bigger. But like, yeah, you got you got a good damn near 1,000 pounds ready to run in on you. And so he's like, man, I ain't giving you shit. Man, man. And he starts getting loud. And so one of the Usos, he's like, what's up? You know, little Fasi de Meuli, right? I don't know a whole lot of a whole lot of languages, but being in prison, you learn enough to know. And basically what they were saying is, you know, you want us to go fuck up this black dude. And they're just waiting for me to say, yeah. And they would have ran up in there, beat this dude's ass. We probably would have took all his shit because he didn't want to come out of it. So I tell the dude, because I'm like, okay, now... Basically, my next words are going to decide if this dude's getting his ass beat and potentially we all go into the damn hole, right? So I go, look, man, you know what? You ain't even worth getting fucked up right now, me going to the hole over your dumb old ass. Just give me my goddamn cigarettes back. So he gave me my cigarettes back, and I'm like, and don't come around none of my homies no more with your piece of shit ass freaking, uh, uh, bets and and football pools don't come around none of our areas and i spin off my usos kind of stand there for a minute just mean mugging them talking shit to them in samoan and then we all walk off and they like you sure that's all you want and i'm like man i'm good and these fools like you know i'm like here i gave them each one pack so they could go do whatever they want with it and i never forget man these these fools freaking down don't know me for shit i'd only been in the pen uh hell a couple years if that not even a couple years you know but because i'm a lifer because i'm doing what i'm supposed to do and everything and some shit happened and i'm not necessarily that gangster that that fighter dude they, they were just like boom we got you but all over a stupid freaking football pool this dude who's probably a good 50-something, damn near 60 years old. Hell, he might have died. Because one of these fools hits him. That's that's a lot of power. And, yeah. So, and I can't help but think, you know, I'm glad it didn't go there. But what an idiot. You know what I mean? Oh, like, he could have easily said, look, man, because I basically ended up winning all that, I'll give you part of it, you know, but... You know what? Next time we both got to be better. Anything, and so part of me kind of goes, "We we we should have did you know the the clear the body check blows. In other words, beat his ass all body blows, so he's in pain for a couple of weeks. But then <laughs> I still think back and go, he was an old dude. He man, we could have killed him just by messing up his in, internals, you know. So it's crazy, and I'm laughing at it because the dude deserved it. Like, I'm different now. I'm not in prison. But when you're in prison, like, 
my ass was on the line just like his was. If I did that and someone ended up beating my ass, I'd have to accept that. So as much as, you know, I'm not like that out here, in there, he 100% deserved anything he would have got for that. The flip side is, and I tell people this all the time, whatever you may think of me now, where I'm at in my life now, I was always Tito. Just, I, I made bad decisions and that got me into prison. In prison, I made bad decisions that got me into shit in prison, right? And to this day, I make bad decisions. But I like to think my decisions, when they're bad now, are nothing compared to what they were before. And I'm still me. My personality, my generosity, kind of like what ended up happening with this dude. I've always been that way. So know that it's not like I had this full phoenix metamorphosis where... I was like this super evil bad dude and now I'm not. I'm like a good guy. Nah, I was never a bad dude. I just made stupid choices, you know? So that's a whole nother podcast. So but so bets in prison can can get you into just just as much shit as gangbanging, disrespecting, doing dope. Like gambling is is big and I've seen way worse. Like that, nothing even happened, right? It was just uh what could have happened. So, this podcast was just to kind of open your eyes and tell you about a little story I had based on gambling in prison. And after that, I pretty much didn't really gamble. I might gamble every now and then, like little stupid stuff, or I would gamble within the homies. Because within the homies, I, I didn't I didn't worry about it. It was when you start messing with other races, and then it can cause issues. So anyway, this Tito, 15 to life. Don't gamble unless you're willing to to deal with it when things don't work out. I'll let you all later.